The lady I'm speaking to today has got such a beautiful name. I promise you, when God does well, when he gets a parent and tells him, try this one, and it sticks. And I don't know how many years later I can say, Elza Laram. Elza, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Janine. I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. All right. So what we've got to do is introduce you first. All we know is that you can make amazing music. But the person <laughs> behind the voice, um, the one there at home before you go to work, who are you? Well, I, I hope I'm the same person at home that I'm at work, that I'm on the stage or, or at the worship team, <laughs> because sometimes I think um, that, that's quite a challenge to, to just be the same person everywhere. But I think once Jesus lives inside of you, it's a little bit easier and you have the freedom to be to be who you who he created you to be. So um, I think I'm firstly just um, his child and I love him and I... I I try to steward everything that he's given me. Um, so I'm a, a, a mother of three children. I'm a wife to my husband. We've been married for 20 years now. And um, music has always been um, a big part of my life. So even when I grew up, I, I played the piano and I sang in a choir. And then I went on to study music for a, for a year um, until I decided it's it's very lonely <laughs> to practice for hours on end. <laughs> And, and I wanted to do something to help people. So then I decided to become a doctor. And then I um, eventually finished my medical degree in the year 2000. And um, I met my husband in Uppington when I was working there. Of all places. <laughs> of all places. <laughs> and then um, I specialized in um, anesthesia. So that's when you put people to sleep for operations. So you try and uh, be the good doctor and give them some pain relief and, and um, let them forget about all the things that happen around them. So that's, that's yeah, that is basically what I do for a, for a living. And then I think after a couple of years, um, after I finished specializing, uh, I had a dream one, one night and it was as if uh, God told me that I must start playing again, playing piano and, and being sort of part of the worship team. So I joined the worship team again. And that's where sort of my, my passion for, for songwriting started to, uh, to blossom again. And, yeah, that's when I started writing songs. I just brought out my heart out basically at the piano uh, alone with him <laughs> late at night <laughs> and um, eventually somebody somebody listened to the songs that I wrote and said that that it's actually worthwhile listening to. <laughs> but I never believed that I have the voice to sing it properly so um, so I always got other people to sing my my songs that I wrote so yeah that's that's actually good because then you have to be part of a team and it's not all about you. Okay, we're definitely going to get to the music just now. But first, I can't get past this anesthetist of yours. To put people to sleep, after studying the whole doctor thing, you know, about how to fix people, why on earth do you decide now, this sounds like something I want to devote my whole life to, putting them to sleep? <laughs> well, I think, 
I actually see this as part of my ministry because people are so vulnerable. <laughs> when they get to the hospital, they're really anxious about what's going to happen to them. So I think, um, yeah, I, I always pray for people. I ask them if it's if it's uh, if it's okay with them. Then I pray with them before we go into theatre. Oh wow! And um, and I think the, the the Holy Spirit is our comforter. So I feel like there's there's a role that that I can play in making that experience. Um, comforting for them. So I, I play music in theater and um, I try to be a good anesthetist. So I, I try <laughs> to get them less anxious about what's going to happen and make them comfortable. Okay, but I think if they mislick now, I, I mean, because some people handle stress by getting really mean, then you just put them That's to true. sleep. It's like the ultimate yeah. control. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I do a lot of I do a lot of, um, uh, of children for tonsils and adenoids and things like that. And the parents are very stressed out because they haven't been sleeping for months. Their children are sick. So I think um, I, I often have parents ask me, "Can I not please give them some of this to take home?" Yes, <laughs> because once think... the children is asleep, it's like they are just at last they have some. <laughs> Some peace and quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, so now, it's interesting. <laughs> I'm a runner, and that helps me get, you know, process some of the stress in life. Yes. You can have amazing fights in your head when you when oh, you definitely. when you're on the road and everything like that. But um, the music does some of that for you. I mean, it helps you to process what you're thinking, yes. how you're thinking, work out for yourself what your actual opinion is. So all of these years that you didn't make music. Um, were you just more stressed or did you just not actually do it officially? I think in yeah, in my personal capacity, I always it's always been a part of me. But I think um, I only realized that this is, this is a good outlet for me and to just express my, um, my worship towards God and to... Yeah, to process. It's like journaling, but through music. So I think that's actually what happened. I, I always journaled, but now I do it in a different way. Um, so, yeah, that's, I think, I, I also write songs when I go walking and I sort of have time alone. Um, I think that's the other reason why anesthesia appealed to me, because it's only one patient at a time. It's a more controlled environment than than an ER setting, for example. Um and, yeah, so I think I'm a bit of a loner in that regard. <laughs> but I'm wondering when you get time for all of this. Because, I mean, uh, um, uh, operations happen right through the day and you've got three children and your husband and then you're part of the worship team and everything like that. Oh, but maybe you put people to sleep and while they're doing the operation, you've got time to actually write the songs. <laughs> Have you got no, a piano no, there in the operating that room? That doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the operations that I'm involved in um, are not that long. So usually with a, with a tonsillectomy list, it's, it's quite short procedure. So it's quite demanding, but I don't work full time. Well, let's put it this way. I don't work overtime. So I work during the day, um, a couple of days a week. And that's also the beauty of, of being a specialist and choosing this career. If I have some set list, then I don't have to um, work over weekends and be on call. So I, I, I chose not to do that so that I have capacity and time to give to, um, you know, to be involved in worship. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that was one of my sort of values that I put down a couple of years ago, that I have to have time for my husband, my children, and my other um, callings, I think, in life. So yeah. uh, I think I could make more money if I just work, but I think <laughs> there would be a little bit 
less left of me <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You sound like a very intentional person if you say you wrote it down a while back. I know people are supposed to do it, but the people that actually do it, they're like next level. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, I think get... I drive my kids crazy. Uh, is it? Oh, okay. Are they, not, are they not as intentional? Are you an organized person? Seems so. Um, we, well, my kids are very athletic because they got it from my husband. He's very, um, he's very sporty. So I'm actually the only person in my house that does that does music and is is still involved in music. I think they all have a little bit of that in them. But we've got a, two tennis players and a, a, a gymnast in our mix. So it's it's quite <laughs> hectic. <laughs> with the shadows. Oh, talk about time consuming. I'm on word. Let's get to your music because the invitation band, I mean, that's an official name and everything. Are they yes. the worship team from, from church or who are they? No. So they are friends of mine and we met each other through worship um, and music. And so Franco Gagianu is the producer at Upper Room Studios and he's the professional among us. <laughs> he does this for a living and he's very good at it. He's got a, a lot of skills and talent. Um, he can play a lot of instruments, which I can't do. And um, he has a lot of knowledge in the in the producing of, of things and what, what works and what doesn't work. So um, if I write a song, then I, I sort of bounce it off him. And he lives in Brockenfell. So we, we all live in different parts of the country. Gavin Young is the other member of this group. And he lives in Hartenbos now. We used to be in the same church band. But they moved away and um, luckily there's technology and all sorts of interesting ways to keep connected. So I think if this connection is strong enough, then we can continue to, to make music together, even though we don't always uh, record at the same time in the studio. So we try and uh, bring it all together in the end. Because that's the amazing thing about music these days, with technology and and the internet and everyone's got their own Definitely. programs and they've got their own living room and you can somewhere do your thing right there. It's amazing how you can how you can keep it is. relationships and music going that way. And I think it actually started with COVID that, that we had to try and think out of the box to to try and get things out there and um because we, we don't live in the same town, I think we just continue that way. So even though it's been a, it's been a while and from, I think we only released one song before this one um, and that was in 2021. So hopefully we're not going to be quiet for, for such a long time again. So how's this now going to work if you want to get out there and actually minister or are you just going to make music and put music out there because your job is too busy? Yes. Yes, I think for now, I think we, we call ourselves a performing band and we invite artists from from outside our little group to join us. And um, I don't think there's going to be a, like a tour or anything soon. So <laughs> I, we don't make music to make a living out of it. Um, but we, we do feel that there's something inside of, of us and inside the songs that need to be released and hopefully will bless people. And it's amazing how you can get the stuff out these days. You don't need a, a record company or anything like that. The whole music industry is opened up for anyone to make music. It is true. It is true. It's it's overwhelming at times because there's so much out there. Um, but you don't have, no, always know how to access the, the good stuff. 
I am curious though, because you're choosing now to make gospel music. And that to me is always a definite intentional choice because it's yes. just easier to make the other stuff than to make something like singing about Jesus and to make it work. Um, so why did you decide this or is the plan to make other stuff as well in the future? I think um, for me, the challenge is to, to, I want to write worship music. I think that's where I started. Um, I I think it's a challenge to to take the things that are actually truth and familiar to us, but to to release it in a fresh way and mm. to you know the the Bible and the the truths of Christianity um, they stay the same, but every song is different. And if you can get uh, the truth out in a fresh way, I think that is that is quite significant. So um, I think it's it's probably easier to write about anything else um i haven't really not not for public release and yeah i have i've written a couple of songs for like close family members but not um not anything that isn't yeah gospel related <laughs> like a soppy love song for your hubby Yes, of course. He needs to hear that every day. Of course, obviously. Because the reason why I'm asking is you won't have something to say. You won't want to worship if you don't know Jesus and don't love Jesus. So how did that happen yes. in your life? Well, um, I think this. There's always a few testimonies that are involved. I mean, we, I mean it's like a fresh testimony every year almost. <laughs> um, but I think I met him. I've, gr I've grown up in church, so um, I know I knew about him. Uh, but it wasn't until I was probably about 21 years old when I made a conscious commitment. And um, for me, it happened um, through people, as it often does. <laughs> and you meet um, you meet people that that just um, impart something into your life and uh, I, I was part of a very um, a, a very dynamic soul group at that point and I got saved and I got baptized and I think um, from there on it was just I think almost my personality changed I was a complete introvert and um, people actually thought I was very stuck up because <laughs> I, I looked yeah. just unapproachable <laughs> unapproachable um so yeah i think that's where and and also i think when i was at tigerberg there was every year there was a missions week and um i remember very clearly one year the ywam group was there and uh i i had a encounter with with holy spirit i think it was just you know often you have big events like that and and you meet you just experience Jesus in a new way. Um, and by the way, all the, 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 the same year, I think um, it was the first time that I heard about mercy ships. And that was where, when that dream was also birthed in my heart. I, I went on a trip with mercy ships about 10 years ago. Um, and your yeah, missions have always been a part of my, of my, uh, yeah, my, my dream. So even though I couldn't go full time in ministry and missions, I think, Songs are a different way of also, um, yeah, ministering and being a missionary where you are. The reason I was asking you that as well is um, because you're someone who obviously has access to a lot of information. If you go to university, everything that you believe is challenged. I mean, your normal, mm. your, your truth, in inverted commas, 
is challenged because yes. y- you've got access to so many truths around you and lots of people who don't believe in Jesus. So you better know that you know that what you know yes. to be truth is actually truth. It's something that we've been speaking a lo- uh, about a lot um, that that truth is manipulable at the moment. It is mm. uh, you. You only get access to a part of the truth to convey yes. whatever it is that people want to convey. So it's a hard thing to come by to actually be a hundred percent convinced that what you believe is true. Was it challenged yes. in your time as just a person since you've got since you got saved? I think if you're in the medical field, everything is very scientific, and there are a lot of people that don't. Um, that they don't accept Jesus as the the ultimate healer. And um, it is difficult because I think where I work now, I'm very, very privileged. I work with surgeons that are also saved and I play worship music in theater. So I'm in a very um, protected environment, actually. Mm. But it's not always like that. And I think uh, for me, actions have always uh, spoken louder than than words. So I try not to convince people. I don't get into arguments or um, I just I, I try to be an example of the love that Jesus gave me and uh, just just to stay true to who I am in Christ. And um, yeah, if, if I'm asked, then I will definitely give my testimony. Um, but I think just in, I mean, there's, there's such a hunger out there just for acceptance and love. Um, and not just arguing about you know, superficial <laughs> things. So it's, yeah, it is challenged. I think I always think of that verse that says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I try to always ask for wisdom and insight in every situation. And I have, well, I can see God working in even in the theater. I mean, I have patients that tell me that they have always been nauseous after anesthetic and they, they, they've never had an anesthetic where they didn't throw up afterwards. And then I tell them, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to do the same that I do if I know that. But I'm going to pray with you and I'm, I'm going to trust God that he will um, answer our prayers. And I tell you, I haven't had one patient that has been nauseous after I've prayed for, with them for specifically that. Um, so it's it's like, you know, I can just relax because I know I I can't do miracles, but I can trust God. And if I invite him into that situation, he's so faithful. So I've really seen a lot of victories in you know, in the hospital environment specifically. Oh, that's gorgeous. Okay, well, let's get to the music. Because obviously... Um, you sing your song and you've got something that you're trying to convey, but you're not there to explain it to everyone when they buy the song on wherever they get hold of the song. Only the song needs to speak for itself. That is why yes. I give you the opportunity. We put you on radio and we say, before we listen to your song, we give you the opportunity. Tell me what it is that you want me to hear when I listen to From These Bones. I I read that piece in Ezekiel 37 and it's... It's just such a profound piece, prophetic um, scripture. And I think personally, I, I was watching people in my immediate circle of family going through struggles. And um, my my dad, for example, he 
he's he's a very intellectual person and he I'm not even sure if he's really accepted God as his savior but I see him wrestling with this thing and um, I see things in his life and I just I think I, I first wrote those words for him um, for the, the the season that he was in and this war that I can see in him um, so it's a spiritual war that is going on inside of him and he's he's battling but the, the God of the angel armies, he's the one that is actually fighting for us. And uh, the spirit is the only one that can give life. So um, even things that have been long dead in your life and bones that have been very dry can get back to life. And once you praise him, once you acknowledge him as your savior, um, and even in the midst of all the things that you don't understand, all the conflicts that are happening, um, that is when there's ultimate victory. And yeah, so it's a war song, it's a battle song, um, but it has that prophetic thing of like, yeah, God is the one that gives us the victory in the end. Elza Laram, she's the one who wrote the song. She's not the one who sings the song. That would be Aniki or Don. We're going to listen to From These Bones, from the invitation. But I want people to be able to keep on following you. You know, um, social media, all of those places, when you've got new songs or anything to say that you want them to hear, where do they go to? So we are on Facebook and Instagram um, as The Invitation. And um, yes, we are, the songs are out on platforms like YouTube and Apple and um, Deezer and Spotify, all the, all the major streaming platforms you can find it. Exciting. Let's listen to them. You've heard the heart. Let's see if they can sing. 